review. We're going to open the show with a review. Mm-hmm. So you read the title, who it's by, and then just read the review, okay. and then go quiet. Okay. It's the top one. Top one. <clears throat> Give it a listen by Liam C. 92. Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going for a British accent? Uh, no, no, no. I just completely fucked up the second word. Uh, so I go up from the top. From the top. We're 100% leaving all this in, man. <laughs> from the top. <laughs> Give it a listen by Liam C. 92. Great year, by the way. Can't recommend this podcast enough. It has been a huge help over the past 12 months as I've quit my stable job to become a first time founder. It has honestly. Huh? Oh. It, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. It has the honesty you don't hear anywhere else, especially around VC money, and it feels like a chat with your mates. Adam usually talks about his perspectives as an, as a CEO. And then Harrison digs into it and asks the questions we're all thinking. Should I try that one more time? That would probably be for the best. Uh, I'd rather keep all of that in than have that. <laughs> Thank you for your review, oh, Matthew. Fuck. Can we keep that a sec? Can we just keep all I'm ju- of that? I'm just going to play that. All of it. Thank you. And then roll the music. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 335 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Murch, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. And today we have a special guest, but if you are new to The Startup Diary podcast, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and the learnings of what it's really like to build a business. What do you think of the intro, Matt? Yeah, good. That's good. a new voice. Matt, do you want to give- It's not that new. Uh, for people that are I was on like episode four or five or no one goes back that far uh, actually take that everyone back everyone goes back that far you know what's really interesting when you look at the stats they we're us already on going off topic the journey when you go when you go and look at the stats people go and listen to like the last five episodes then they go back and listen to episode one and then they come back and listen to like the back catalogue okay one's really embarrassing if you listen to this guys mm. n- never go back to episode well, one we're not quite sure what to call it yet so for now let's call it the journey. Well, that wasn't even me that used to say that either. No, it wasn't. No. Matt, for those listeners that don't know who you are, mm-hmm. do you want to give a quick intro to who you are, what you do yeah, here? Sure, sure. So my name's Matthew Ford and I am the website services manager here at Expert Trades. I've been a part of the company for over four years now. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> Feels like ten. <laughs> Um, so I, uh, I head up everything to do with websites. So not only the websites that we package up and sell to trades, but then also doing web projects for other brands, manufacturers, partners within the industry. Uh, cool stuff. And weirdly, um, you've been here for four years. Do you know what would be really interesting? You still have hair. For people to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a risk of the job as well. Give, give it another for, year It'd be two. interesting to hear people go back or to, to go back and listen to whatever episode it was, three, yeah. four. I can't remember. And he's in now. the title. Because yeah, like it was... I think you genuinely brought the whole job role you you explained it all the exact same way like the t- not not the word for word but like the tone it's like yeah. hey i'm matthew ford and um <laughs> uh so matt what we used to do on the show we, mm. we went to went to getting ve- fairly structured in terms of we had segments oh, wow. we had like a key like macro learning piece and we had listener <laughs> questions and we had what we're into we had structure we had structure, but what we found, it sort of like killed the show a little bit. Mm. Uh, we kind of got too structured. And, and, it, to, and it was hard. <laughs> yeah, it meant work. And mm. uh, it, it kind of got... It was the, the tail was wagging the dog. Yeah, 
Exactly. So now we're taking back full control, which means going back to our roots, which is shooting the shit, talking mm. about what's really going on. So guys, <laughs> great to have you here, Matt. What's mm. gone on this week for you guys? What's important? What do you want to talk about? Uh, so we had our um, team meeting uh, on mm-hmm. Monday, and that went really well. And we talked about all sorts of good stuff, uh, OKRs, which I'm sure we'll touch on in yep. a second. I think um, I actually dropped a show. Actually, Harry, did that show go live? Are we? I, I dropped like three <laughs> minutes worth of audio, or is it another one that we killed, explaining the OKRs framework? Um, I've not got my devices in front of me right now. I actually feel like that did happen. <laughs> Sometimes things don't happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it did. Um, it was, yeah, it was. It was measure what matters, but recommendation. So on Monday we did an offsite meeting, mm-hmm. and the kind of the core reason for me doing that was I've been using OKRs personally for six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, You've actually been. <clears throat> bringing it up on on these shows for a while some of the conversations that we've had and you've kind of some of the topics that we've discussed you've said cool what are the objectives and key results and and, well some of some of the meetings that we've had work related you've brought that up and then that's obviously bled on to topics discussed on the mics as well yeah i think one of the things that during that process the reason i didn't bring it up to the team is i was still trying to work it out myself uh, because I think, especially if I'm trying to roll something out, I need a degree of confidence in it and to be able to explain it to people. I've just seen my own personal goals within the company and personal life accelerate quicker than before. And I've been able to take like the wife on the journey with me. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird as you were just taking the piss out of the journey. Um, but it's been really helpful for me to communicate what's important to me and how I'm getting there. So all of Monday was offsite explaining objectives, the direction mm-hmm. that we're going, key results, how do we measure it, setting quarterly four goals, sorry, quarterly four objectives for the whole team. And then everyone set their own key results and presented it back. Uh, I guess to throw it across to you guys at Curiosity more than anything, how do you think the day went? What went well? And what do you think we could have improved on? Mm. So I think, I liked how you made it uh, when you introduced the concept of OKRs. I liked how you d- introduced it and said, how, how would this apply to your personal life? Mm-hmm. And then you brought it into business. So it <laughs> then was, everyone panicked about <laughs> their own <laughs> like, shit. No, but it was, it, was, it was quite a cool way to kind of introduce it as a, as a topic and then kind of give us a bit of time to warm up before going straight into yep. give me an OKR. I think, I think by making it a personal thing it's easier for people to understand and relate and just like get the concept when you mm-hmm. instantly throw if you were to throw that on someone and say cool think of an okr for the business if you're not quite clued up about exactly what an okr is to yeah. make it about work is a bigger stretch but obviously you get personal life so it's like you like you're you're starting from a stronger foundation of like yep. thing mm-hmm. like material to work from rather than trying to reverse engineer something you don't understand the concept on and then trying to figure out how to implement it with your day-to-day work. For me, the reason I laid it out that way was it's sort of how I, one, when I went through coaching, well, I'm going through coaching now, um, but we started off- He's got a life coach. I've got a performance coach. (laughs) Let's not do this. He's performing (laughs) well in life. (laughs) Um, It actually zoomed in and focused on me personally before we got into business. And then as I started to learn my own personal OKRs, I realized I didn't look at the business first. Mm-hmm. I set myself some personal objectives in my own like personal life and then how I measure that. And it made it easy to understand and easy to communicate to Sarah, the wife. So I thought, actually, we'll just do that with the team. I think one thing for me, it was also about um, just building a little bit more culture and time together within the community. Uh, community, I'm thinking about trades. Uh, within within <laughs> the, the team. team. Like I think people learn things 
from other members of the team that I had no idea that that what what was important to Leon was important to Leon as an example. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great opportunity to get people speaking up, sharing something personal, which is a little bit vulnerable, and it sort of set the tone for the rest of the day that uh, it's okay to have a voice and speak mm-hmm. up because no one's going to be able to understand this immediately we're gonna to have to get it wrong and give feedback and it was a, i think it was just a nice way to get everyone's voice heard in the room one thing i like about the concept of an okr is because because you start with a very um like woolly vague concept. woolly concept mm-hmm. like dream goal whatever it is i think it bizarrely gives you more of an understanding of what someone's trying to achieve mm-hmm. and like and also like for for example that we we did it and I and you end up asking yourself a question that you've not normally either asked yourself or have an answer to. Yeah. So it makes you actually think like, why are you doing it? Which is mm. quite a big thing for anyone. If you don't really know why you're doing something, what are you doing it for? And it actually gives you a reason. It gives you a purpose and therefore allows you to actually focus on what will actually take you towards that goal. Yeah. It it stop, it makes something that is fairly woolly. Mm-hmm. become achievable fairly quickly what, in terms of how you thought about it Matt because as I went through the teams there were certain people that just seemed to like get it fairly quickly and you, you were one of the people that went actually I get this yeah. how did you because I obviously was focusing on you because you've got two people that work underneath you mm-hmm. for the guys that work underneath you how did they grasp the concept um yeah, they, I, I was really focused on making sure sort of like my mm-hmm. direct reports get it because then it can yeah. filter down with you your teams. Yeah, I, th- I think they initially struggled with um, making the key results measurable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just the what they were coming up with was a little bit woolly. So I had to, I basically said, right, Adam is going to ask you this question when you present. <laughs> so I am going to ask yeah. you this question now. I, I was literally doing bring- the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like, cool. Adam's gonna be like, "How do we measure it?" I'm, yeah, he's going to hound you. So. I think. I think the, some of the words I literally said was, "I'm gonna be a dick like Adam would be," <laughs> and, and, and ask you, "How do I measure it?" I said something similar. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good thing though, because it shows yeah. that you're in our heads. Yeah. And we're, so uh, so we're we, exactly. down. yeah, it's all. It's, it's all yeah, so we have, went through that process of you know putting something like into like a metric mm-hmm. of some kind um, before before they presented to the whole room, and then you you would have hounded them for for a metric. I, th- I think it's a really interesting requirement as well. It's like to mm. to 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 come up with a goal that is measurable completely key result. Let's get key, the terminology sorry, right. That is so, that is the one thing I've not got thing. is the terminology for it all. Like I know what I'm talking about so but let's I don't know the what terminology, the just so we all know. <laughs> so we've got I've got I've got this in front of me as well just cuz I thought this might come up. So I've got objectives. So objective is a direction. Where do we want to go? The big idea. The big idea. The big that's dream, that's yeah, the big dream. To be the best in the world at X. Yeah. So you're like a great one that you came up with was uh, to be the best creative creative agency in the construction industry. Great. And then when we were actually in the car together, we said actually, if we want to refine that a little bit more, mm-hmm. it would be along the lines of to deliver more value to our clients than any other agency in the construction industry because then we're putting our clients first. Mm-hmm. That's the mission. So our objective is a big goal. It needs to be significant action orientated and inspiring the inspiring is the hard one because a lot of them are found like they're a little bit granular like oh scale a profitable service it's like no no like how do we make this inspiring because mm. objective needs to lead people and go that's the way we're going like it, people will need to want to go there otherwise there's no bloody point uh, and then you've got the key result which is how are we going to get there so uh, the stuff we put on the board which was from john Dawes ted talk which is great what do you think of the ted talk as an absolute tangent 
Did it, did it help? Did it hinder? I can't remember it, but I remember it well, that's a kind of expo- <laughs> it, it explained it pretty well, though. Yeah, it explained it well. Um, I wasn't really sold on him as a public speaker. Okay. I thought he was a bit... Um, it came across that he was a computer engineer. <laughs> okay. A little bit. Yeah, he's um, a bit of an engineer, to be honest. Yeah, yeah which is, there's, no, there's no problem with that, but it, I thought his kind of delivery was a bit like wooden or robotic a little bit okay but Uh, but he but i I understood what he was trying to say got the message communicated it so key results should be specific and time bound Mm -hmm. aggressive yet realistic and measurable and verifiable and the key thing about the measurable and verifiable is the stuff that you guys know i was going to be a dick about uh which was uh the idea is if i ask how did we get on Mm -hmm. there is no debate it's black and white did you do it yes or no or you tried to hit 100 how many did you hit like it's just factual data and i think the key thing that i try to get across is like we have to keep our okrs transparent across the team and it's not it's not a stick to get penalized punished or rewarded by it's an overall group activity so we can test how quickly we can operate together and can we achieve the goals but I've already seen it in terms of it happened with me and Alan actually today. We were saying, well, let's go and do, we need to do this, this, and this. And we referred back to our objectives for the company. It was, no, no, like we need to sell three TalkTalk Plus subscriptions. And when we were talking about the types of prospecting we're about to spend our time doing, like going mm-hmm. to a trade show at FEX in Manchester and all this, it was sort of like, yeah, but that's probably not the best use of our time to achieve these things. And it allows everyone, it allows you guys to challenge me. And even when you delegate work out, it allows Leon, Connor, like uh, 40, not 40, you're 40, uh, Jordan and Neil to go, I know this is really important, but Matt, we, mm. the objectives, my objectives this quarter are this, mm. this isn't relative. What's the purpose in doing this? Mm. Like it allows everyone to go, mm-hmm. yeah, but, because I think the biggest problem I haven't put on the mic so far is... I reviewed our company output and 40% of what we've done was not core, not completed, or not relevant. So what's, so if we look so at- So related to what, sorry? So 40% of like our development or our output as a company, oh, yeah, yeah. or some of the projects that we've taken on, like some of the projects we've done purely just for revenue. And we had a, we had a goal of, it has to be core to the business and drive the business, or it has to be fuck you money. Like it has to be so good Mm-hmm. profitable wise and it's like yeah fine we'll do it like whatever you want <laughs> you're paying me enough <laughs> crack on uh, but we've done so many projects where it wasn't that profitable and it wasn't core cool. mm-hmm. and it, t- it like when you do that across a year and you go actually 40% of the stuff we shouldn't have done or I've said it'd be really cool if the app does this and then Mark goes away and builds some stuff and then Apple, our agency, go and spend eight days on it and then Leon goes away and does some wireframing and then we have to do the comms out for it and I go, great, and we do it and we go, oh, that's cool, like seven of our users like it and we go, oh, great, I'm pretty sure they would have preferred you give them a thousand pounds each because we've just spent <laughs> seven thousand pounds in mm-hmm. development time and costs on that and if someone had come to me and goes, all that is seven grand, I would have gone, not a chance but I don't th- I've never been thinking of it like that, I've been thinking, oh, be a nice feature and because everyone is so like cool let's adam says this let's go with that mm. that's the problem like we have really smart people in the company and by doing okrs we make sure that collectively all the smart people get together and go this is important how do we get there so then when mr ceo comes in after four coffees he goes got a cool idea guys the all, whole co- all pepped up from his life coach performance <laughs> coach uh, <laughs> it allows 
me and all the way down everyone to be more accountable and responsible for the decision making of the company which I'm really excited by because it means I can be out of the office and know that everyone is aligned on what we need to achieve one one thing that I felt that not everyone um, or they, they were, were putting too much pressure on was um, so like the, the TED talk the guy says that these things are not punishable if you don't achieve they're more just like goals to aim for. So like a, like 70% success is, is positive. Um, but I felt that some people or majority of people, people's gut instinct mm-hmm. when they create something that they're gonna measure is if I don't hit the target, it's yep. a fail. Agree. Which is what the, the, that is not what these are. These are like, agree. We're, so when we're I trying said to agree. shoot for the stars. Yeah. They have to be realistic. However, y- your point is no one wants to go to their boss and say, I've only achieved 30% mm-hmm. or 50% or 60% of this key result. The key thing is for me now, it's setting the tone in the company of, we might have set really ambitious stuff on Monday and we might not get anywhere close. However, we're all getting together the second we're back in January to do the whole process again. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna learn, we're gonna see what's achievable, what's possible. Uh, and then we'll over time, and it's not exactly a sprint because normally you think of sprints in one or two week cycles, but every quarter, we're gonna set more realistic achievable goals and we'll f- slowly fall into a cadence of understanding actually, this is what's possible. Let's stretch it a little bit and then everyone will have confidence that, yeah, yeah, like we can get close to this and that's what you want. You don't mm. want everyone kind of going, well, this is fucking impossible. This is just Adam just giving us numbers for the sake of it. Like Matt, go and sell 300 websites on Black Friday. Ease up. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just switch off or quit, one of the two. Have a heart uh, attack. Pardon? Have a heart attack? Well, me, Jenny, true, true, true story. Me and Danny were just trying to do some key results. And one of the ones he recommended was, if we if we don't apply enough pressure to the website team where it makes someone cry, we haven't done a good job. Is that what Danny said? Well, I said it. I'm just playing Danny for it. <laughs> Danny was in the room. Danny was writing it down. Can I just make it clear that I, I raised Danny from a pup? <laughs> yeah. And, and then he found a new home. Anyway, sell out. He's actually like a bit of a stray at the moment. Like he floats mm. between stuff. Mm. Anyway, I'm not going to go into a review of Danny right now. Got the looks to be a stray. He does. Actually, <laughs> thank God he got a haircut. He looks scruffy as shit yesterday. <laughs> Have you noticed how scruffy Alan looks sometimes? Yeah. He goes to meetings like that occasionally. Does, does he? he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Remember that video when he went to Fax? He looked like he'd been dug up when he was in Scotland. Not does, so he wear the, does he wear the joggers to uh, no. client meetings? That's good. You can cut this out, by the way. <laughs> the bit from Danny to now. Keep it in. You, you, you can. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Sorry. So I guess one of the things that I'm... So what I did this week is I put 30 minutes in the calendar with everyone because I know it was like a big woolly subject on Monday. Everyone felt like felt like everyone was positive about it. But it's, it's fine coming into a company and... <laughs> Sorry, place? Fordy was just fiddling <laughs> with the mic stand and you, you could never just touch hear the it. mic stand, Fordy. Okay. You never touch what the mic stand. What am I allowed stand. to touch? Nothing. Oh. Put your hands under the table and don't move them. Um, yeah, don't even rest <clears throat> them on your own thighs. <laughs> <laughs> just hover. Uh, I think one thing, so it's this whole thing of like, when you make change in the company, no one, no one wants change. Everyone sort of gets themselves into a groove of feeling comfortable. Mm. Um, on Monday, it was it was my first initiative to try and make some changes to get the company thinking about objectives and key results. So then I booked time in to basically spend time with my direct reports to get actually, are we clear? Do you understand what objective is, key result is? Let's go through yours. 
how do you guys, well, I guess I know it's at 41st, how are you planning to support your team so they have a clear, to make sure they have a clear understanding and it's not something that we'd review. The first time that we look at it is in January, is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So like, how are you going to make sure that it stays top of mind? Um, so currently with Neil and Jordan, I meet with them every other week and mm-hmm. I, I alternate between the two of them. So I see one of them a week. Um, and so I think it's probably best to review it then and just say how are you getting on with your okrs where are you with your key results for these objectives what are you finding difficult are there any kind of stumbling blocks what what like is there anything i can do to help that sort of thing so just 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 constantly bring it up every every couple of weeks just so it stays top of mind yeah uh absolutely top advice um and, and feedback because they don't take that long to read through there should only be three to five objectives and three to five mm-hmm. yeah. with those yeah. just to glance at them every now and then it for me it just sent literally after the board meeting today i had to add some stuff in for me and i was like okay that's important that's important that's important so i can actually go okay i need to i need to drop these they are supporting activities for my objectives so i can add them as key results so i'm like okay cool so now i know when i like on a sunday night i'm gonna go in and just refresh myself on what's important so when I, so are you just are you looking at tasks that you've got or projects that are on and things like that and then going let me just reference back to my OKRs to make sure that it's covering some of these no uh, um, key results or yeah, contributing to it's, it's a great question because I think what I'm not doing is saying how this project here because that would be tail wagging the dog this project here what key results do I build in for this project? But it yeah. should be the other way around. Is should I even be doing this project? Which of my yeah, that, objectives? That, that's does what, it that's feed what into? I mean. So when, when, for example, me or or my team look at their Monday board and they've mm-hmm. got a bunch of things, should they be going cool? Before I just jump straight into this project, that's going to take me a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense for me to do? Yes, cool, crack on with it. No, let me speak to the people that have asked me to do it and just confirm. 100%. That's what it should be. It should be a sense check of, cool, I've been asked to do this. Here's what I know is important to the company because we've got company-wide objectives. We can all look at them and go, does it feel like it helps any of them? What are mine? Doesn't look like it helps any of them. I need to go and speak to my boss or my line manager and go, this project is going to take me this long, but it doesn't it doesn't help with any of this. Is it really important to do this quarter? Hmm. Maybe not. Bring it up at our next quarterly, and then we can work out where it sits in priorities. And what happens if that thing, whatever it is, is already like a, we've already been paid for, or it's, or whatever. Can't change it. Yeah, can't. So, so this, it's a case this, of slowly introducing yes. this method into. Yeah, exactly. Into, um, and there's other things that we're doing as well now. So one thing that, like we've got a great CTO, like Mark. Um, he's fantastic. However, he's not being treated sometimes as a CTO in the company, which is a problem mm. because he he believes that when I say, Mark, we need to we need to do this in the app, let's get it done. What he what he believed his role was was great. I need to get this thing done as efficiently as possible. You sure. Wrong. He, no, he normally goes mm, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but when I really drive something, I'm like, "This is. Let's do this." He goes, "Okay, as efficient as possible." So now what we're saying is, every single thing we we roll out, we have a one page document which is, "What's the objective that we're trying to achieve by doing this piece of development work? What's the opportunity?" And then we map that opportunity against the company's objectives. And if it doesn't tap into any of them, we don't do it. There's no development work taking place in this quarter that do not support our objectives mm-hmm. as a company. It means it might be a talking point at the next quarterly, which is, cool, here's the stuff that we've had impending. 
Let's do the quarterly objectives and let's then see if any of this stuff is now relevant. Not the other way around, not here's all the stuff we've waited to do, let's do this now. No, no, no. let's look at the company's objectives for the next quarter and here's all the stuff we could have done that we've parked. Does any of this stuff help us achieve this? This, 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 yep, great. So once then me and Mark agree on it, then you could say, great, me and Mark agree on it, CEO, CTO, let's get the job done. However, there's other people that are impacting the company. So then an example is like Tool Talk Plus. Mark spent like three months building this thing. Mm. And it's amazing. Like if a brand uses it, it drives so much value. But what happened is we built it and then we moved on to the next Because we had a mission to just monetize Tool Talk for brands. Yeah, it was. But we hadn't. It was how do we create a platform that, that brands will use to use the, all the reviews we collect. Cool, let's build Tool Talk Plus. Then we built some how-tos and we built all this cool shit. And then we shipped it and it was live and we tested it and it worked. We went, cool, what's the next thing we built? There was no pull through. There was no follow through after that. Whereas Alan wasn't in the company then, but now what that process would look like is, what's your objective? What's your opportunity? Mark, do you agree we should do it? Yes. Well, I think we should too. Tick. Bring the relevant members of the team that are going to help support the pull through. Alan, this piece of work is going to cost the company 15 grand in time and hours. Sorry, money and hours. Uh, Like external resource and internal time. Cool, 15 grand, which means, Alan, you need to sell five of these packages in 12 months. Are you gonna make Are you gonna make yourself accountable to do that? Yes, great, let's do it. No, I can only sell two. It's fucking, we're losing five grand here, lads. Let's not do it. Like, that's the sort of stuff we're gonna do as a company. So then every time we roll something new out, we'll end up rolling less stuff out, but the stuff that we do mm. will have absolute commitment and the whole team will be on board that, stuff actually happens off the back of it. It's not just CEO's idea. We waste two months and that ends up on a shelf looking pretty when people ask about it. That's what OKRs in theory should help with. And I can't remember whether you've already answered this question, but where did this all come from originally? Was it was it a performance coach that suggested this to you? Like, no, no, or, he, or is like, it, is I, I actually you... told him what I'm doing around OKRs. Uh, what happened was, how did I actually first get introduced to it? Like, were you just thinking, I feel like something's broken in my process? And like, cause I know we, like we've spoke many a time is you, you've trying to build process into the company, trying yep. to obviously make it run a bit more like a well, well oiled machine. Has this just been, oh, I've discovered this OKR philosophy that seems to be doing pretty well. So what happened is I was doing some research on goal setting um, for me personally. And was that inspired by your performance coach? Yes, that was it. Yeah, because I told him sort of where I want to get to. And he was like, cool, what steps have you put in your calendar to do that? Yeah, like, oh, I ate some of the questions he asked me because it's so rhetorical, <laughs> like he knows what he's doing. Um, and but I know it, the answer. But it, was, it was him asking these questions like, cool, so how are you going to do that and how are you going to track it? And then yeah. you were like, okay, I need to figure out. I need to work out a process to do this. Um, so then started researching goal settings, then learned about this book, then listened to it on Audible. Uh, and the whole thing just made sense to me. I was like, oh, this is really simple. And then when it gives you the social proof that companies like Google and people like that, and not just that they use it, how they use it and the impact that it makes, um, I thought there is no downside. And then when I looked at it, I went, as a company, where we're weakest is alignment. And I'm not talking about the people, like the people, the culture is amazing. However, we are often going in four or five different directions as a team. Whereas I want to put us all in a boat and row the same direction. That's what I want to do. That's what this whole process is about for me. Was that, did you find anything else that was similar? Any um, contradicting, not contradicting, but um, opposing techniques? Like, 
Did you find OKR and think, wow, this is it, this is the one? Or did you find a bunch of different things? It's like there's, no, I found there's the KGB and or whatever else. K- <laughs> KGB and the IRA. <laughs> but OKR just really sold it to me, sort no, of thing. There, there, was a, there was a few. I don't I, know why I went KGB, by the way. I was thinking of IRA. Yeah. I didn't I, say IRA. <laughs> we're going to Ireland next week. It's just oh, top of mind. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> no, the company that we're going to go and see. Like, anyway, long story. Uh, we'll go into it now. Um, <laughs> uh, no, there was a few. I think some of the things that I was looking for was transparency, because a lot of the ways, a lot of the, the ways to create measures within a company fall around predominantly like KPIs, like key performance indicators. Mm-hmm. But the problem with key performance indicators is it's more. It feels personal. Like and it was it was weird that that's the statement that's what I took away from it. It's like Harry, here's a, here are your KPIs and here's how you're measured, and that feels like you're gonna feel like a failure if you're not achieving. It's it. a lot of pressure. Yeah, it felt very. But when I think about objectives and key results, mm. it, it feels more macro. It feels more about the company because we're yeah. talking about process, not people, at that point. And that and that was another question I was gonna bring up earlier. Is we have. Um, objectives mm-hmm. measured but it, it's not the same as a KPI right because a KPI Correct. is like a hard number you need to hit this otherwise you are underperforming whereas with our objectives um, the Cures other ones. one thank you <laughs> the other one <laughs> uh, the thing we're measuring it it's it's like 70% is good sort of thing yeah well I wouldn't even get too hung up on that I mean yeah, what, what we I'm end just up saying with. that percentage is like it's it's hit this and pass or fail is not yep. what the uh, key results is. It's it's just like we're shooting for this and we make decisions based on how well it did or didn't go. Yeah, what it, for me, rightly or wrongly, if someone's listening to this, I might be an expert in no cars and say you're, you're getting it wrong. But for me, what it does, if Matt's got five key results, it allows me and Matt to feel like we're sitting side by side when we review them and say, okay, so what happened with that one? We only got to like 25 out of the 100. Like what happened? What can we do? What can we do better? What process needs changing? What like, Was it unrealistic? What did we do to try and... It, it feels just more collaborative. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of the other processes and goal setting like within a company, it feels more transactional. It just feels mm-hmm. more... I don't know, it just... I guess it reflects on the culture that I want to build in the company. Like we've hired really smart people. What I want to do is allow them to set their own objectives based on the company's objectives, work out the key results they need to hit to achieve that. Like I've hired smart people to do that. I should just let them do it. So this is about giving people the freedom and the autonomy to come in and go, I'm really, so for me, it means it's really hard because I have to set extremely clear objectives for the company. And if I get that wrong, I set 13, 15 people off on completely the wrong fucking direction every quarter, which costs the company lead 200,000 quid. Like, if I don't get the objectives right, there's a lot of responsibility there. But if I do my job right there and I've hired the right people, I don't need to bust your balls on the fact that you've only hit 67 out of the 90. It's okay. So what do we do next time to improve that number? What have we learned? It just feels more collaborative. Yeah, that 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 was the one thing I didn't understand about that TED talk when he was talking about the uh, the CEO or whoever of Google. Mm -hmm. It was like we're going to be the highest um, used search engine in the world. It's Mm -hmm. like missed it, missed it, and then smashed it. Yeah, I didn't really understand. Like, was he just trying to say that if you stick at it and each quarter you'll get better? That was the one. What I took away from that was he was really clear on his measure of success, 
And what most people tend to do is they go, okay, let's try this, let's try that. He was like, no, no, like we just need, because they would have done thousands of initiatives to grow the user base of that, that mm. browser. However, the only thing he measured it on that's was, what I'm saying. It's the direction we're going. That's what we like. We need to build the, the best growth. browser. He measured the growth, not the the technique. Exactly. Yeah. He was like, we can try lots of different things. However, we'll know if we're getting somewhere in terms of the objectives of the direction. We'll mm. know if we're getting closer if that number goes up. So what some companies would do and what some cultures would do is, oh, fuck, like we're nowhere near that. Let's change the metric. Like, oh, mm. so actually. Uh, time on site is through the roof that's a really good metric let's focus on that he goes no no like he stuck it through because he knew that was the indicator so it allowed down the funnel the people doing the work so as we explained a company's key result mm -hmm. might become someone else's objective and key result it allowed everyone underneath to say we only care about users of the browser so keep doing stuff and testing stuff because that's the north star that's mm -hmm. the direction we're going in um so i think he was trying to stress if you've got your, if you know where you're going and you set a clear objective and the measures for that, the whole company can get behind it. That's what I, that's what I took away from it. Makes sense. Makes and it's 40. What's your thoughts? On OKRs in general? Just or? generally, how are you, man? All right. <laughs> good, good. Thanks. Yeah. Good. Well, so this week, this week's been interesting. Yeah. Next month's always an interesting one for you. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do when I start to sell? 75 to 100 websites and break all records uh, so start with breathing I usually find that's that's a good start um, just take a good deep breath uh, and then yeah adjust accordingly uh, yeah following year sales <laughs> is often um, yeah no it, it's it's always a good problem to have isn't it um, and we've all we've always done very well at our Black Fridays mm -hmm. um, so yeah you know having too much work is always a good problem to have and then we can adjust accordingly and either you know bring someone on or drop activities that aren't really core but yeah always get the job done and tell me what's your biggest learnings within the company in the last year in the last year but i don't get you on the mics often enough so that's yeah, a big question wow, that's, a, that's a big question mm. came out of left field um i asked you a really nonsense question to start with to warm you up about black friday i was just mm. teeing you up for before we wrap up what's the biggest and maybe for the listeners to think about like what's the biggest Mm. takeaway that you've had uh i mean it's <laughs> no pressure <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lesson that i've had to learn over the last couple of years but i think this year's probably been the best for it is learning to learning to not take everything on my own plate so whether that's saying no and and not not saying yes to customers who have like different expectations to what we offer mm -hmm. all the way through to delegating work out to my team um i think before i was really keen to just do everything just like do 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 yeah that doesn't really help anyone um least of all me or my customers or my team um so just learning to yeah just yeah have a have a yeah, my my workload. Yeah, it's, managing the, trans it's the transition of doing to managing. Yeah. So it's really interesting because uh, me and Matt just had a conversation before jumping on the mics, uh, and he has a very <laughs> a very fixed and strict uh, measure on come the first of April. A April financial year. He's not allowed to build another website, and that's basically what he spends seventy percent of his really? time doing. Really? 
Yeah, well, yeah, website package, website. Website package. So brand stuff, yeah, but website package. The big ticket items, just moving on up. Yeah, he's moving on to the bigger stuff because he's he's built a process and we've got a scalable product. Um, We can look at it and go, well, why haven't we scaled it? Uh, And so the learnings that I'm going through as CEO to better delegate, the problem is, is as I learn and apply more pressure downwards, if you guys don't learn and do the same, you you it, I break you guys literally mm-hmm. like not literally that's the wrong word <laughs> uh, like I, it, it, it breaks uh, and I think Matt's in the last 12 months I've seen that in terms of you've just got a great management style you get the best out of people and you've built a process that I think you can train and teach so we should just scale that can I just for you yeah can I, I just ask you. what what's made you have to come to that is that your decision ask the man or is, or is it he's here like what's why is that had to have been why why have you said we need to put this in place and, um, it, and it not be just a natural progression of the of your role I can tackle it if you want to that answer don't bail him out okay <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's because it's just something I keep getting brought back into um, mm. and you know Adam's great at making these sales, but then, you know, when, when he says, oh, we've got 50 websites to build, uh, you know, I, the last thing I want to do is just, you know, palm it off on my team. I want to help those guys out and, you know. But do you find, though, that you you end up taking the overflow instantly as opposed to applying a lot of pressure and then taking that overflow? Oh, yeah. I, I do try and take a lot on myself. Mm. Um, and, you know, naturally, if I do that, you know, I have less time to do... The bigger stuff and mm-hmm. the stuff, you know, uh, you know, moving things forward with both the website package and um, projects for for brands, um, and as well as that, I, I'm just looking for more challenging stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I've, I've I'm good at building trades websites. I've built hundreds by this point, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to move on to different mm. projects yeah just a just a different challenge really as for me is as people progress in the company they move up the value chain and to give people progression they need to be working on bigger things and matt's proven that he can train people up to do this and he's also proven that he can create products and services that just drive more value so it's my job to like remove all bottlenecks and let him do his best work so we've just agreed that you can't do a website from first of April. <laughs> because when you look at it as an objective, and if you said, if you had to position that as an objective, it's Matt needs to spend the vast majority of his time on building scalable services come first of April. He might then build his key results out because then he can forward plan. He can go, in order for me to do this, I need to achieve this, this, and this. And by talking about it now, it's, it's achievable. Uh, and also being really candid from a retaining good people if he's building websites for the next year 18 months of his life he won't be happy I don't think like you just it's just it will just become like being on a factory and some people will love it and some people will challenge it if you look at someone like Nil like Nil is super smart and we are now having to work out how we further challenge Nil mm. to keep her engaged mm-hmm. so she's now doing something around technical SEO like to keep this man involved and move him up the value chain, like he has to be working on bigger projects. So having that understanding and forward planning that for me is important. And then we just had really transparent, open conversations to make that happen. That's cool. It's important. And you're going on like a really interesting journey yourself because I think probably yeah. when did Connor, when did Leon join? Five months ago. 
I'm not sure. I think he's been here a while because I remember saying he'd been here for a month and it had been like three. Yeah, but I would, just I would say four, four, yeah, I would say four, four to five months. months. So, so within four months, you've now got two people that directly report mm. into you in terms of like, I don't speak, not that I don't speak to them, <laughs> but like nothing that, everything that is moved into that department goes through you. How are mm. you, two things. One, how are you finding it? And then secondly is, are you looking forward to our manager's meetings? Um, that's the second one first, Yes. Definitely. And this uh, is an insight to what it's going to be like a little bit. For the, me. the first one, the answer to your first question, what's it like? Uh, I think weird is probably the, the the most accurate thing because it's just I've gone from just being myself, <laughs> like mm. I am the creative department, to then all of a sudden having like two people underneath you is like weird. Mm. But I just on like delegation and things like that, I actually reached what was essentially a breaking point in my own because I was still trying to do all the work myself and then my team was the overflow I had mm. to like flip that on its head mm -hmm. but that was quite a I guess liberating experience to actually being actually I shouldn't be feeling this fucking stressed and it was like <laughs> Connor do this and like and because he because he's in theory got less on his plate he can just focus on that and crank things out quicker mm -hmm. so in actual fact it's more I'm efficient. The, I'm the net, slowest net. person in the process because yes. I'm the one trying to do everything. Whereas if I just give him the core core stuff, he can crank that out, and we can we can line up all the following projects. Mm -hmm. So like it's been a because we were who were we speaking to the other day, and it was like oh I've got all these things. I'm looking at my calendar. Like, I don't think I've got time to do this. And I'm like just send Connor. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. like so like we yeah. can so now we can say yes to more things because we've got some we've got other people in the team that will do it, mm -hmm. and like that's that's a really exciting feeling to have mm. rather than just thinking my calendar is getting so full. And then uh, the biggest challenge for me is, I guess, the management side of things. Like you, you do your regular reports um, with your team. Mm. I don't have anything like that at the moment, but that came up on the Monday and in our OKRs and we need to collaborate more as a team. So we're gonna, as a creative department, meet frequently on Wednesdays all together so we know what projects we're on and things like that so in the process of getting that together I probably need to do sort of one-to-one -one style things like you do 40 which I, cause mm. I quite like the concept of that I just don't know what that looks like mm -hmm. so that's yeah. something I'll need to but I think that sort of feeds nice into what we're doing so I think I, I'm going through like constant learning right now which mm. is great I think that's what everyone should be going through and like challenges and as you guys have your own challenges as managers one thing we're doing now is every two weeks we have an all hands meeting every two weeks then following on from that we'll be doing a managers meeting which is where we all sort of bring one topic to the table and go well this is interesting uh, this is what I've done or how would I tackle this and just to share best practice mm. and learnings because mm -hmm. I think what that'll do is one speed up our overall quality and ability as managers but then secondly, just really, really define the culture. Because if all of us are singing from the same hymn sheet of when this sort of things happen within the company, this is how it's dealt with. That's really what culture is. It's like, not just like what you say, it's like how you act. Like, like what are your actions that you do to support the culture that you mm -hmm. want? I feel like as we all meet, we'll all start to get extremely aligned with, well, here's what's important, here's what we do, mm -hmm. and here's how we act. And that's really, as we bring new people in and hopefully as we scale the business next year, is you might have four people by March or by June that work underneath you. It's making my eye twitch already. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's like really important that those people come in and you've, you within your department have defined a really set 
clear culture of how we operate and that there's a risk that if you define it in a silo on your own mm-hmm. and then when those people have to interact with the rest of the team it's like fuck like, that's not that doesn't feel right so I think it's really important for us all to get on the same page mm-hmm. so then as you've said it filters now anything else guys no um, how long has this been this has been a 45 good minutes mate wow man wow it's been a good yeah, old chat been a good chat I think it's time for a beer a beer yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Lagunitas or Lagunitas? Reader's messaging. Drink. I know, but it's pronunciation that's different. Oh, I was like, that's the same <laughs> Yes, drink. it is the same drink. <laughs> Lagunitas. Congratulations. Is it Lagunitas? I think it's Lagunitas because I think if you look on the bottle, it 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 almost it has it um what's it phonetically <laughs> well and, <laughs> and and the knee is like all caps and larger font. Mm. Well, I'm not one to be speaking about like like, what happened the other day? So I messaged for you. I was like, can you please check the grammar? What was it? I can't oh, yeah, yeah. Can you please do a grammar check for me? And he spelled grammar with an E. <laughs> and so I just messaged him back and put grammar check asterisk. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I was like, just coding, just in case, you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's go and get a beer. Sign us off, Adam. Guys, if you have made it this far through today's show, one, actually, before we get into the normal sign of 40, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Oh, no it's, pleasure. It's always a pleasure having you on the mic. You need to join See us. See you on often. the net on episode 750. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, if you made it this far through and this, this is the first time you listen to the show, make sure you hit subscribe and go and leave us five stars in your podcatcher of choice. Let us know where you listen to the show. And if you run your own business, don't forget to plug it in the review. And why not go on back and listen to episode one where you can hear the journey and where it all started. Catch you next week, guys.